0: The Golden Knights were blown out in Raleigh last night by the Carolina Hurricanes 6-3 on a night where VGK got beat in nearly every area, but Carolina had one huge advantage on special teams. We'll tell you all about it next right here on Locked On Golden Knights.
1: Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hi again, everyone, midweek, Tony Credasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first lesson each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast and please subscribe on the YouTube channel, which is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you today by FanDuel. Make sure for new customers you sign up now, you'll get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. So, Chris, I have this game pegged. Had it absolutely pegged. I told you yesterday about this being a bad spot for VGK, right? Told you about the physicality and the forecheck of Carolina, of the game. And,
1: and then I forgot to
0: post the locks of the night because I was asleep. So you can you take your good. flowers. I'll get my flowers right now. Uh, I even told you about the return of Andre Svechnikov coming back, right? That was big. Huge difference in the game. Um, he had a goal and a big hit on Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. And uh, in this game, though, the biggest difference, three big power play goals for the Canes. The game wasn't even that close. Two VGK goals in the final minute 24. What's the excuse? Was it bad ice there? No legs. They look like passengers, especially. Oh, my goodness. I was watching. Uh, yes, Barry. cut uh, k- k- Thank you. She's Louise, uh, Kakuniami. yammy. Uh, that goal, they stood around watching him. Uh, the bunting goal, same thing, same thing. Just stood there in the crease. Uh, poor night for the VGK.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in Vegas hockey now, my quote was the Carolina Hurricanes drove the bus through the heart of the Golden Knights while the Golden Knights were a bunch of passengers on the back of the bus. And that's really what happened in that second period, and you know, you said the golden knights lost in every aspect of the game. We're gonna add coaching to that too. Uh more on that, obviously, in the second and third segment. I think uh Cassidy overthought a few things in this game, and we'll talk about that later. So the first period was fine. Like I thought the first period was actually a really good first period to start the road trip. Golden Knights have been a hot team, so they were in the game, gave themselves a shot to win. On um, the positive, Logan Thompson checked all the boxes as far as a lingering injury goes. He sh- went east to west fine in the crease. He got up and down nice and quick, so it's a good thing, I guess. In the second period, I I was going to pick up dinner, and I get out of the car. I see it's two to one. I watch the replay. I'm like, eh. And then I'm sitting in line three to one, and then four to one, and watching these goals. And this is just not not a Golden Knights team that's just. You know, not 7-1-2 and two or whatever they were in their last 10 games prior to this. It was a different team. I mean, was it that different of a team that you saw last week? I don't know. The Ottawa game, the Golden Knights checked a lot of boxes. They did really well. But you look at the homestand before that, blowing leads, not playing sound hockey, not playing great hockey, but fortunate to be playing bad teams. And the Hurricanes, at least on the standings, aren't a great team this year. They'll be probably be there near the end when, you know, things start to matter a little bit more. But as of right now... They're a very middling team, I think fourth in a, in a tough Metro, but still fourth place. So a little bit of a wake-up call, I guess, right? A little bit of a wake-up call. The Golden Knights, uh, they're not bulletproof. Games like this are going to happen. Uh, March so talked about that in the postgame. Sometimes it's not about the X's and the O's as much as it is about, you know, being better in the next game. And, you know, we can p- insert
0: any cliche you'd like about uh, why this wasn't a great game. Uh, Bruce said after the game that they were better than us, quicker to the puck. They won all the puck battles. Uh Mentally, he said the Golden Knights were a little bit off. He said it was an aggressive team, an aggressive blue line stand. And uh, we knew that this was coming, though. It's not like this team caught VGK by surprise. Did they not have their legs in all seriousness? I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, I hate to even
1: talk about excuses, but – you do hear about the travel you hear. Yes, not circumstance, not not excuses, circumstances. Uh, yeah. Golden Knights played Sunday. Monday was a travel day. And all of a sudden they're playing hockey on the East Coast three hours prior. And this is no different than what other, other teams go through. So the Golden Knights, as you love to point out, Tony, have been on the uh, receiving end of favorable schedules and teams coming in off back-to-backs and such. So, you know, this is just that tough spot for the Golden Knights. And something that Coach Casty did say that, rang true was you know if they were to play this team tomorrow the outcome could be different they'd be you know a little more ready for them and stuff like that but my comment to that is with all the video that's out there with all the people that are around the golden knights with all the research that's done there was maybe i don't know if you want to call it a lack of preparation or a lack of execution or maybe a little from column a and column b but it's not like cassidy isn't familiar with playing in the eastern conference i mean he did that for For what five and a half or six and a half seasons and had a very high level of success. So day two games, games like this are going to happen. Teams not going to have it every single night and there'll be some motivation, obviously, to bounce back Thursday against a a hungry Tampa Bay Lightning team, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it was laziness more than anything else on the part of VGK. Uh, passengers. Said, passengers. Passengers. That's the word. They were passengers. absolutely passengers. Yeah. yeah. I, I tweeted that out too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, shots from the elbows went in. Uh, said that they did not get into their lanes. On the brighter side, uh, William Carrier scored two goals. Don't do that while I'm drinking my coffee, please. <laughs> he has Carrier again. Uh, Carrier, two goals, which is big. And then Jack Eichel continues his point streak as he nets a goal and now up to 11 consecutive games, a team record. Yeah,
1: I mean, listen, give credit for the first goal, the Carrier goal. Um, Howden wins a defensive zone faceoff by the fourth line, already a good start right there. Puck finds its way into the corner. Carrier wins a battle, makes a nice play. Howden finds McNabb wide open, and I think McNabb's kind of hiccup with the puck is somewhat, why the puck was able to get into the net. So McNabb has a bit of a hiccup as he's trying to get just a puck onto the net, slows things down for a second, but Carrier does, and Howden was there too, but Carrier does what you're supposed to do. You go to the front of the net, hope to find a loose puck, and bam, Carrier got in there, and like it's great. The fourth line gets a goal. There's this new fourth line gets a goal that was what was it howden amadio and carrier or something like that so mm-hmm. i don't even remember what it was but the so, point yeah. being is it was nice to see the fourth line get in i think it was carrier's first goal in 20 or 21 games if i'm not mistaken after the season carrier had last season you know it's you know he can score and um that's one of the things that coach uh, bruce cassie did talk about prior to the game is the fourth line was not scoring a lot of goals so partially one of the reasons why things got moved around a little bit although I don't know if moving the best goal scorer off the off the fourth line is going to produce more goals but uh it did last night I guess so um I guess uh
0: Cassidy knows more than I do about this coaching thing after all yeah for sure I'm just wondering about the bounce back for VGK are they going to be fine when they play against Tampa is this just a one-off one bad game or does this continue
1: so while this isn't an apples to apples scenario, I talked about this after the Golden Knights lost to the St. Louis Blues. They played them right away the following Wednesday. Lost at home Monday. T-Mobile a couple Mondays ago. Go on the road and basically blew them out that on that Wednesday. So the Golden Knights did very well in last year's playoffs, defeating teams when they played him the sec when they played them. Pardon me, when they lost to a team. They did very well the next time they played them. I think the Golden Knights were 4-1 during last year's playoff run and basically doubled up the opponents, outscoring them 25-12 to 12 after coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, the Golden Knights are not playing the Carolina Hurricanes. They're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. But point being is the team has the ability to bounce back. They do have high standards. They got the right people in the locker room who are going to get up and say something when – you know, the team, their teammates are not playing well enough and they're going to hold each other accountable. So you'll see a better effort. will be a, a, a game-winning effort. I mean, you never know if Asileski is going to have an all-world game or if Stamkos or Kucherov are going to do their thing and just make it tough for the Golden Knights to win. But you will see a better effort. You'll definitely see a better effort. I don't look at this as the lull the team had prior to the All-Star break last season. I don't think Keegan Colasar's absence is going to uh, have that
0: big, although it may have a big trickle-down effect, as we'll talk about in the third segment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Coming up next, however, did the right goaltender start the game last no! night? No! Sorry, I blew I blew. Yeah, it, neither I blew, one of blew, us oh, sorry, uh, believed that that was the right goaltender to start. We'll return with more right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Mark Stone scores a hat trick, and VGK repeats as the Stanley Cup champion. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. It's all possible scenarios that you are looking at for this season. But to have a chance at winning big, you need to play the Daily Fantasy Hockey that happens on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contest and entries can take just under one minute and we like a lot of the studs out there you just mentioned nikita kucherov now leading the nhl with 54 points already 54 You like how points. i did that you like how i did that a, ni- a nice nice good good move there um and then uh nathan mckinnon has uh, he's been on a heater of late although his team has not been but he has 48 points Uh, Check out players like that and Jack Eichel now with that 11-game point streak. The best of all time for the VGK. And all you need to do, more or less, is to pick the stats for all these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and much, much more. You heard us, VGK fans. 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention. Get your picks in right now so you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you will get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Welcome back to Locked Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing so. You can find us wherever you get your podcast, and make sure to subscribe. To the YouTube channel Lockdown Golden Knights. That's where you will find the Chris and Chris exclusive show each Saturday. Plus on Fridays, it's WTF. What the stinking Friday. Did Bruce Cassidy play the right goaltender last night? After knowing that Aiden Hill didn't make the road trip and Logan Thompson was a little bit banged up, whatever that might have been, uh, coming into the uh, the, audio, uh, the audible game, he came in cold off the bench um, after just six and a half minutes of playing time for Aiden Hill. Um, we definitely thought that Yeri Patera, the other guy, would be getting the start last night in Carolina. Uh, but no, why did LT get the start between the pipes it would be nice if
1: someone asked that question to coach Cassidy yesterday um on one hand I mean listen let's talk about Aiden for a second first Aiden Hill tweaks something something happens he he's pulled for precautionary measures precautionary measures turns into what a week and a half no November 30th to, seven games yeah no it, it turns into November the 30th to December the 18th. So it turns into two and a half weeks of healing, precaution, whatever, whatever it is, fine. Okay. Logan Thompson, clear discomfort in Sunday's game in the third period. There's two ways to look at this. One, did Coach Cassidy make the right decision from a health standpoint? I think it's easy for people like me and Tony and anyone else who's going to judge this to say, okay, why are they taking a risk with running Logan Thompson out there when there was something bothering him? And the answer to that question is pretty good medical staff on the Golden Knights. I mean, I don't think they made a mistake with Aiden Hill. Maybe they did. I don't know. But point being is it's not just, hey, Logan, how are you feeling? It's a conversation with the medical staff, a, a very highly trained and skilled medical staff. And then you talk to the goalie, and then they get together and decide if it's right to run Logan Thompson out there from a health perspective. So as far as his health and watching the game, I'm maybe it was just a cramp or something on Sunday. Maybe it was just not that big of a deal. I'm willing to buy that. So as far as that side of this goes, I'm okay with Logan getting the starts. But the other side that concerns mm. me is the fatigue level. Absolutely. The fact that he played 10 of 11 games dating back basically you know, a little bit before November 30th when the Golden Knights were kind of uh, going up and back because they had some back-to-backs and a, and a little bit of a tighter schedule. So why not just give him the rest? Why not let him have the night off, run him out there Thursday and Saturday? Although I guess you can argue Thursday is a night game, Saturday is a matinee, so they're going to use goalie A and goalie O. That that's goalie other guy, not goalie B. Goalie other okay. guy. Um, so that's probably why they're doing it like this and let's face it you're not going to run Yuri Patera out there for two of the three games of the road trip or maybe you could I mean would it have been so bad if they would have I mean could you hope for three points on this road trip with running Yuri out there for two of the three games I don't think that's an an unrealistic expectation nor is it a bad road trip considering where the Golden Knights sit so unfortunately Logan did not have a great he, – he wasn't terrible. He wasn't the reason the Golden Knights lost last night. But no,
0: but he was – The one more average. save wasn't there. The one more yeah. save wasn't there. It was, he was just that. average. And, he and was we stopped. He was mid, no doubt. He was mid, okay. Uh, and we did see Patera anyway after Thompson was yeah. pulled. So now the dilemma on Thursday in Tampa. Well, okay, a couple of questions here. Number one, why wait so long before pulling Thompson? Uh, it was 6-1 to one at that juncture. The game was out of control. He should have come out for the third period, but whatever. Okay. And then the other question is the dilemma now on who do you start on Thursday against the high-powered, high-offensive yeah, that's game of, of Tampa. They've got just as many scorers as VGK does, and we just mentioned Kucherov with 54 points. I mean – this is going to be a tough game and it's going to be an up and down game. It's going to be perhaps a wide open game uh for the VGK. So how do you play your goalies now and if you get the two points on Thursday to Saturday matter. I just I mean you just want to get through the road swing at that point. I mean you're playing the
1: Panthers who are going to be uh looking they're going to be head
0: hunting on Friday on Saturday. Oh, I think That's they're all head be... hunting on this trip. I think they all had this this circle I mean,
1: everyone's got the Golden Knights circled, but the Panthers definitely. I mean, think back to you know games one and two and three of the Stanley Cup Final, how and game four. I mean, ended in a freaking line brawl. But you know, the Panthers are going to be gunning for the Golden Knights, and we'll hit that at some point later in the week when we figure out our schedule. I guess because we got a we got a busy couple days coming up, Tony. But looking past that right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they do run Logan out there for both of these games. I'm not saying that's the right decision. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I hope they don't run Logan out there for these next two games, especially with the short turnaround from Thursday to Saturday at at noon local time. So, you know, the game is going to be starting, you know, four hours earlier than the previous game. The likely scenario is Yuri on Thursday and Logan on Sunday but I would not be surprised if they fired Logan out there for these two games because they don't seem to be as concerned about the heavy workload of Logan Thompson. I believe I did say Logan was going to start more games than Aiden Hill this year. Everyone thought I was crazy, but, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm about a week away from winning that bet because we'll see if Aiden Hill even comes back anytime soon.
0: I'm almost at the point of saying the other guy, Patera, will start more games than Logan Thompson. I mean, it goes back to my question. I asked this July the 3rd
1: what's your confidence level and i asked this of hockey of golden knight fans and i asked this of of kelly McCrimmon, i still got to find that soundbite but um what is the confidence level of yuri you know yuri being number 3 of being the one who's going to be in there in someone's absence i mean we were possibly one save away from yuri patira being the only healthy goalie on the roster are you comfortable with that and I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable because I think you need more than a 2 you need more than a, th- a sample size of 10 periods of hockey cuz that's all we've seen of him at the NHL level but his AHL numbers this year don't make me feel that great about about it now maybe the structure of the Golden Knights versus the Silver Knights will play better to Yuri Patera's game maybe the bright lights of uh the NHL ice will help him play a better game and I certainly hope so but I don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling if patira has got to be out there for 20, 25 games. I don't. I think it'll be tough for the Gold Knights to win the division who um, have the Kings right behind them because the Kings obviously have played uh, five less games or something like that at the schedule at the standings a few minutes ago. And then the Vancouver Canucks, I think, are just one point behind
0: right one now. One point behind still, yeah. I just wonder if they relinquish first place, what that will be like as far as momentum and what have you. Um, and hopefully VGK limping into this break, this holiday break, and at least it. get at least get a couple of points here out of this road trip coming yeah, up. They next... can
1: still salvage three points. it be great. Salvage three.
0: Yeah. Coming up next, did the absence of Keegan Kolasar lead to too many line changes last night? Our answer comes your way next, right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Score right now and during the NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do so. The app is so easy to use, and you get paid right after the games. And there's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, totals, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. We are back on this edition of On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. We cannot do it without you. And for the year, we are going to approach closely 170,000 downloads for the year. I think that's our goal by the end of this year, which is just phenomenal. We can't do it again without all of you. So we appreciate it. number everyone. I can't even understand.
1: So just thank it's you, amazing. Man. I don't know
0: what to say. Thank you. <laughs> I know. We just thank everyone a ton. Uh, and uh, there are some other notes here around the, uh, the league. Nolan Patrick. Uh, retiring yesterday. Um, so I think uh, Dr. Saravelli's is going to throw the retirement party for him. Is that Ooh. what's happening?
1: No, Ceravelli deserves uh, every
0: lashing he gets for that one on social media. Yeah. So the career's over. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, right? With the big hit at the end of his career. That was it. Yeah, I don't know if he came he back did...
1: after that, honestly, yeah, but I don't think so. that definitely yeah. didn't help his situation, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. A lot of concussions and head injuries there. Uh, So I oh, were yeah. 26
1: years old, too. I mean,
0: yeah, just a young cat. Second overall pick in 2017, was it?
1: So yeah. Austin Matthews, he
0: went behind Austin
1: Matthews. Yeah, or that
0: been the Peterson year, whatever, either way. Yeah, I think it was Austin Matthews year. Uh, So I told you yesterday that I thought that Keegan Colasar got injured.
1: He actually yeah, fanned. Catch.
0: Yeah, he oh, actually God. fanned. Well, they're not going to tell you this on, as someone called it yesterday again, state run television um, he ran into the boards he missed a check and then the next thing you know they showed him on the bench and his shoulder was acting up and the medical staff was taking a look at that Whatever. No, pop it back in lethal weapon style i mean come on you would care. think so right and then the myself. next thing we know uh he's out of the lineup and yeah he jammed his shoulder into the boards which was very painful um after missing a check Uh, So instead of just replacing him, Chris, on that fourth line, what were they doing meddling with the entire what now the entirety of three lines? I guess it affected where they made uh, line changes. It affected the
1: the defense, too. I just dug something up here. So. Keegan Colastar's absence created a trickle up. I say trickle up because he's on the fourth line and it affected the second and the third line. But And credit Ken from Sinbin for digging all this up. So Alec Martinez played on the right side with Braden McNabb against Ottawa. And he, Coach explained why and what it, what went into that. It was basically an experience level, didn't want to break up Hagen Whitecloud. Hutton and Petrangelo have been playing good hockey together as well so digging up the lines from yesterday Martinez went back up with Petrangelo and McNabb with Hutton they kept Hagen White Whitecloud together only to gave six goals yesterday so apparently coach Cassidy felt that the defense needed to be changed going into last night's game so Colasar's absence here's what happens the top line stays intact obviously nothing's going to happen there I'm talking on both sides of my mouth right now. I was happy to see Pavel Dorofiev replace Brett Howden on the second You line.
0: said that you wanted it. That to made there. me
1: happy. Didn't see a whole lot out of it yesterday, but, you know, curious what happens on Thursday. The third line is Carlson, Nick Wah, and Paul Cotter. Nick Wah, I don't have numbers in front of me, but he just does not pass the eye test on the wing. I get putting him with Carlson. Carlson's easy to play with, and Paul Cotter is going to do his own thing no matter what the situation is. He's going to thump in the boards and win puck battles and get the puck to the middle. So it really doesn't matter who's going to be with Paul Cotter. His role doesn't change. Then you got Kerry Howden and Amadio down on the fourth line. Like, I understand the line changes. I understand why you put who, where they go. But you're also really tinkering with a winning lineup. The Golden Knights now... After last night's rough game, and their last ten are seven, two, and one, which was was that eight, was that eight, one and one yesterday or something, whatever it was. Point being is why, and, and you're not gonna get this too often now to me and on this show. I'm not gonna question a lot that Cassidy does, but no, I feel it was this more, not was not one of his
0: better efforts. He no, was, I don't feel this was I I don't
1: feel like he made great decisions in this game, and I think it's fair yeah. to offer that criticism. And obviously the results dictates part of that. I mean the golden Knights lay an egg too. That doesn't help. But point being is you have all these lines going really, really well. You could have gone dollar for dollar and put Ron Bjerg out there in place of and you just limit the fourth line's minutes if you're concerned about that. And you can even run Nick Wah out there and, and will carry if you need to in spots in other lines to mix things up a little bit. But I I just don't understand no disrespect to Colisar, but I don't understand how a fourth line winger with i think two goals on the season his absence warrants all this tinkering in the lineup i don't Mm. and
0: no i think it's a fair
1: criticism and it's unfortunate and yeah so there you go
0: yeah i'm curious so when it comes down to personnel decisions and who might get a start or not uh like a logan thompson does kelly mccrimmon weigh? does he weigh in to those decisions I think
1: maybe going back to the Robin Leonard year in season five, and I think stuff like that. Maybe there was some of that, and we're I'm totally speculating. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I cannot imagine. Expect I mean, listen. If the GM is interfering with Coach Cassidy after what happened last season and after a Stanley Cup, then God help whoever coaches this Golden Knights team. But I I gotta think. You know, when you listen to Cassidy talk, he relies a lot on Sean Burke, Berkey you hear so often about Cassidy getting advice from Berkey and the medical staff when needed about things. And I really think Sean Burke is, I don't know what, what percentage to offer, but I would say Sean Burke is an equal or even greater than equal voice to when it comes to which goalie starts. I think coach Cassidy, trust him coach Cassidy, trust Burke's read on the goalies. And I think they do sit down and plan for road trips and plan in advance. And you know, early in the season, while Aiden and Logan were healthy, a uh, couple different times we heard Coach Cassidy spell out the plan. He literally would spell out the plan in a, you know, seven day, in a seven game notice. Okay, well, we got three games this week. We're probably going to go two out of three, but then we got back to back in a four game, you know, trip, a four game week next week. So, you know, uh, goalie A and goalie B are going to start these two games. We're not sure which ones. And now, obviously, with. Aiden Hill outs uh, Logan Thompson seems to have eighty five percent of this net. and you know I'm okay with that if Logan can handle it but I don't know if Logan can handle that heavy of a workload again important numbers I always I always forget I Logan Logan Thompson has never appeared in greater than thirty six or thirty seven regular season games in his career Aiden Hill twenty six or twenty seven regular season games in his career so. You got Yuri Patera, develop him, get him out there, limit Logan's minutes. And, you know, it's not about, I mean, listen, the Golden Knights win the division and have first place in the West, fine, whatever, cool, so be it. But get to the playoffs as healthy as possible. You don't need to win the division. You don't need to be even second place in the division for this team to have a deep run. But if this team gets healthy... Heading into the postseason, we've seen what they can do. Now it would be without Riley Smith, unfortunately, but hopefully Ivan Barbashev can continue what he's doing, and Michael and Stone and Carlson are picking up, you know, the pieces on both sides of the ice in Riley Smith's absence. So everything will be okay. But team's got to be healthy. Team's got to be healthy going into the playoffs.
0: Last year. Again, five goalies winning in five games and five nights, right? Remember that? Um, and Larry broswa is gone and Quickie's gone. and um, That's the thing. You me, had, you had Brossois. You
1: you had that yeah. one
0: in the chamber. You had right. another Another. in the box. They don't have that luxury this year, and that could no. come back to hurt them. It really could because right now I think it's in a little bit of a state of flux as far as goaltending goes for the VGK. Um, and it wasn't, again – not the apparent injury uh, that we saw, the tweak or what have you, for Logan Thompson the other night. It was more about his durability and being able to play, what, uh, 10 of the last 11 games. I don't know why they forced I-, I felt like they forced him into net last night. I really do. I mean, he'll probably say that he wanted to play. I- yes, granted. But I felt that that was a forced activity for this team. And they don't do that too often.
1: And listen, credit Logan Thompson. He and the other, you know, 20, 21, 22 rostered players on the Golden Knights, they're warriors. They want to be out there, they'll be out there hobbling, they'll be out there no matter what. Alec Martinez can have a broken toe. He'd be out there and block blocking shots. And it's just it's the athletes' mentality. And you know, they're young, they may not know any better as well. And I mean, let's face it—to be an angel goalie and let people shoot that nine-ounce puck at your head going 100 miles an hour—you're, you know, thing. You think a little differently about things to begin with. Is all I'm trying to say. So, you know, every game is a learning opportunity, right? And you know, maybe Coach Cassidy and the team learned a few things last night. And at the end of the day, it all leads to being better in the next game. And that was one of the takeaways from Jonathan Marchessault about being better in the next game and such. And you know, that's that's it. I mean, maybe we're, we're being a little harsh right now, but I think the criticism on Cassidy was a bit warranted. It's, it's We fair. are being honest.
0: There's a major difference between being very critical and just being honest about this team. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you the holiday roster freeze. I never understood this. It's like for two days. Oh, yeah. That's and right. it ends on Thursday night at midnight. Why do they even have this? Do you know?
1: Uh, is it just they don't to, want It's basically no for trades and stuff yeah. Maybe they just, I don't know, they don't want anyone packing Their bags on December 23rd And getting shipped off to uh, Somewhere, I don't yeah, know Yeah, but I you mean, could maybe still do it on give,
0: Friday, I would do it on Christmas Day, I would make some deals then. You you would, you would, I mean, and that's just
1: a the thing They want to give them a couple of days off, you know, and not think About it, and I mean, it would really Absolutely suck to, you know, get that phone Call from your GM on Christmas Eve, hey, pack your bags, you're going to LA You gotta be in LA on the 27th, you just gotta Ranta, you just got you traded to be
0: to the in senator. Vegas. Auntie Ranta needs to be in Las Vegas. Maybe. You know, that's know. interesting. I
1: mean, if Aiden does go LTIR, which all signs point to that potentially happen. Although Coach Cassidy did say it'd be nice if he can join him on the road trip, but I don't at all see Yeah, I happening. don't know. I think LTIR is the more likely thing. That's five million dollars. Here we go. Yeah, that Here is is five
0: And away we go.
1: Here we go. We appreciate go.
0: everyone tuning into our show today, as always, especially our everydayers. Don't forget coming up on Friday, WTF, what the Friday? We've got that coming your way on Saturdays. It's the Chris and Chris show. That is the YouTube exclusive. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Of course, lockdown golden nights. And for my man, Chris Golic, I'm Tony Saying so long for now. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.